What is up? DGAFers. We are here today talking about leaders and followers. Yeah, we really like we're compelled to do this today, I feel like, because we've been talking a lot about leadership, our own leadership skills, trying to ad- advance those. And we're like, you know what? I feel like it's a good topic to kind of bring to our audience in terms of what do you feel like you are What's your personality more like? Leader, follower? What if you want to be a leader, but maybe you are currently a follower? And how does that leadership role even come about? And it's usually coming from passion. And a lot of things we hear from people is that, I don't know what my passion is. So we really talk about how to find that passion Mm -hmm. and to determine what you are and what you want to be. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of times people maybe feel like they're leaders, but they're not sure what type of leader they want to be, or maybe they're stuck in a follower kind of suit, but they don't want to be a follower. So we just want to get you really thinking today about you, your personality, your life. What do you want to be? Yes. So obviously take a screenshot and tag us in your stories. Give us some details on whether or not you're you're feeling like more of a leader in this season of your life, more of a follower in this season. And no judgment if you're feeling like a follower. I don't think anything's wrong with that. We all kind of go through seasons of our lives where we're a little bit stronger, you know, and confident. So let us know. Um, and also if you like light bulb moment, passion kind of comes to your brain. Tell us because yes. that's really exciting. That's like a your birth. I feel like when you figure out what your passion is, like you're reborn. Get out of the way. I think so too. Just move, (laughs) move out of the way. Let you fly. So take a screenshot, like Lauren said, because that really is kind of like our, our tip jar almost. We want to see that you're listening and hear your thoughts on this. So also you can write us a review. We'll be happy to read it. I do get a little hot in this episode, so it, I, it literally is just because I'm so passionate about what I do. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing against anyone, so I just want to phrase that. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. All right, Lauren, I have a question for you. What? You are an amazing leader right now. Have you always been a leader? Um, hmm, that's a great question. I don't think, I mean, there's been times where I definitely was a leader when I was younger, but then there was times where I fell more into the follower arena. Mm -hmm, Um, And mm -hmm. I think it was just due to circumstances and fear. So I feel like when I, so I'll tell a little story really quick. Okay. 
By so the way, like, by the way, I totally put her on the spot. Yeah, with this. she did. I was like, I was like thinking of stories in my head. Yeah, I'm like, I'll start. I have an idea. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> She's like, like, oh god. Oh my god. You're doing great. Let's okay. hear your story. So when I was younger, um, we lived in um, like a town or whatever, and I went to school there. I had all these really good friends, and I feel like at that point, so I lived there until like seventh grade. Okay, so um, I really made. I think I was a leader then because I was like super comfortable in my skin. I was like a class clown type person. I was like always involved in sports and really trying to be like the leader of my sports teams and things like that. And then um, seventh grade came and my parents made us move Mm. to a new school district because the one I was in, my parents were just kind of like, I think we can do better than this. Um, And so I had to move school districts. And holy crap, do I remember going from being super confident and like, a leader in all aspects Mm -hmm. to completely shut down, closed off, was just trying to find my way and was just following whoever would give me a chance. And so I was a big follower for a while um, in terms of, you know, my middle school years. I I made some friends, um, actually made friends with like these really smart people and <laughs> which was good. And then I, you know, was in my follower stage and I started becoming friends with a different group, which are my best friends right now. And I absolutely love them. But I think I definitely made some decisions along my adolescent and youth years uh-huh. solely based on like my environment. And I feel like there was a lot of times where I felt like I didn't have necessarily control over my actions. And then as I got a little bit older, kind of into my senior year going into college, I became more of a leader than again and kind of put my foot down on things and walked my own path. I love that. And I think you're right. I think fear really can play a huge role in in, in whether you are a leader or a follower and who you're following. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to get into other people's opinions and and all of that at the end of this episode. Um, for me, I feel like I almost feel like the the times that I was the strongest leader depended on what I was passionate about at the time. Mm-hmm. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Like I'm thinking in college, my my freshman year of college, um, I actually got the worst GPA that I'd gotten in my entire life my freshman year of college because I started out in nursing and then I quit. Mm-hmm. Long story. Anyway, <laughs> and then I switched over to to education. But during that time, I joined a sorority. And I was such a follower because, again, I was just trying to fit in, trying to make friends, trying to figure out my place in the world. And then this is a really long story. I'll make it really short. Um, Our president actually ended up leaving the school over a break. So we came back to school and we didn't have a sorority president. And I somehow got nominated to take over. And I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Like, I guess I'm going to be a leader. And I, you know, I worked through a lot that semester, but I think I really figured out what type of leader I wanted to be. And I wasn't really leading with fear anymore. Um, and that led me to taking on more leadership roles because I loved it. And then, you know, I became the president of the entire Greek community in my my college town. And then from there, I had an, an awesome teaching job that I, I got hired right out of college. Absolutely loved it. And it was because I was in that leadership role again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was where I really just thrived. Yeah. I think leadership also comes with confidence too. Just thinking back when I would go through a period where I would feel really awesome and trying to like, you know, do the right thing and be a leader and, you know, 
stand my ground and whatever. That's when I was obviously the most confident. And I feel like the times in my life when I was lacking confidence, um, that was when I kind of just would go and follow and kind of not really speak up or live my passion or what I truly believed was right or true mm-hmm. because I just felt like I couldn't at that mm-hmm. time because I just wasn't confident enough to do so. And I think through um, even like just getting healthier overall mm-hmm. has really obviously improved my confidence, which has put me into a lot of leadership roles in which I never would have thought I would ever be in because of the lack of confidence I had for a really long time. And I even think back when I when I did feel like a leader, I it definitely was more of like a leader-ish follower thing compared to what I am now. Right. Because I think when you actually take on a leadership role, when you actually are leading, you know, people and and standing your ground and not caring about what other people think and just doing you, mm-hmm. um, you actually get that feeling of like, oh. This is what leadership is. Yeah. Well, because you're going to end up pissing people off along the way. Yes. You will never make everybody happy. Absolutely not. And I think that kind of is a big difference between a leader and a follower is, are you somebody who people pleases and just wants everyone to like you? Because if that's your personality, that's, I would say, more of like a follower personality. Mm -hmm. And a leader, yeah, I mean, it's great to be liked and stuff, but I'm standing in my truth always. And when I do that, people aren't going to like it. And you have to be okay with that. Right. I actually was thinking about, I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, and I am obsessed with it. It's by Darren Hardy. And he was talking about when he first realized if he was a leader or a follower. Mm-hmm. And he did you get to this part yet where he was talking about Barack Obama? Yes, I did. So, I just listened to that today. So he's did you? Yeah. Actually. Perfect. <laughs> so he's talking about how, you know, the president presidential elections are have just happened. Barack Obama won by like a 51% vote. And he was giving his speech and he was talking to all of America, like sharing his thoughts, his beliefs, all of this, and he was so happy about it. But it's like, dude, 49% of the people didn't vote for you and they don't like you. Yeah. They like, most of them like despised him. Hate And him. hated Hate the things him. that he had to say, didn't believe in anything he had to, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah. And we are by no means turning this into a political debate. So no, absolutely not. Please do not message us about anything presidential because we're not even remotely going no, there. Absolutely. But, but that's very interesting to look at it from that standpoint. Like he's the leader of our country and 49% of people hate him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And there was another, actually in that book, there was another um, incident that he talked about with crabs. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think this is a funny story. Well, it is because it's, it goes back to that fear of what people think of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I'm really bad at like remembering stories and retelling them. So do you want to tell this? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I love it. I feel story. like I like black out in certain parts and I can't remember details. Sure. Totally Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So now I'm on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing about this is, I mean, think about, close your eyes right now, picture yourself on a beach trying to catch a crab. Okay. They run fast as shit in 8 million directions. Like you're not going to catch them. Yeah. But there's this, this crab that all these fishermen go and catch. And it's pretty amazing how they do it because they use a trap that doesn't have a top on it. Yeah. So the crabs could can get out easily just climb themselves out. So the interesting thing is these fishermen put a tiny, tiny piece of bait in and they get one crab interested in. So think about this in terms of humans. Like yeah. we literally do this to each other. So the one crab goes in and he's, you know, eating a little snack, whatever. Well, a couple more come in and they're like, what's going on? So by this point, 
all the bait's gone. Mm-hmm. And all these other crabs are like, what are these guys doing? So they all come in. So all of a sudden there's like, you know, however many crabs, a shitload of crabs inside this, this cage. And it has no lid. So very easily they could just climb out the top of it. But what these crabs do is the second that one starts climbing, the others freak out and they pull them back in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, you don't know what's out there. And they, they get scared and they pull them in to the point where if, if the crab keeps trying to claw themselves out, they will rip the limbs off their body. Mm-hmm. And if he continues, they kill him. Yeah. What? That's insane. Well, and then in the book, he kind of relates us to humans, but we don't kill people. But no, like, no. he relates it to like, if you're out there trying to lead, trying to pursue your passion, doing these kinds of things, um, you'll have people around you who will try to bring you down yeah. and, and say like, you know, what you're doing is crazy. And they'll kind of belittle what you're doing. They'll think it's stupid. And they'll kind of bring you down emotionally mm-hmm. um, because it's nothing to do with you, but it's everything to do with them feeling uncomfortable that you're doing it. Same thing with the crabs. The yeah. crabs are like, wait, like, why are you leaving? Like, get back down here with me. What are you doing? And so it's not yeah. because the crab, it's not that crab. No. It, it, it could be any crab. Any crab. Um, It's just basically like going against the crowd. Going against the crowd. And, and it, it's hard to do that because you can get sucked in mm-hmm. with thinking, oh, well, maybe they're right. Like, well, maybe this is stupid. Well, maybe I am crazy. Well, maybe my idea is not going to work or be prosperous or yeah. whatever. I I wish I had a dollar every time somebody told me that I was a complete moron for quitting my teaching job mm-hmm. and walking away from my retirement. Oh, yeah. Same. Like, we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ideas and we know what we're doing. Yep. So, and then he, he does also say a saying in there with like, you know, people will first they'll like fight you, then they'll laugh at you, then they'll, and I can't remember what he says afterwards, but it's almost like you're going to laugh at them eventually yeah. at the end. So yeah. like they're going to be doing all these things to you where you're going to like want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually like you are going to be the last one laughing and they're all just going to be like. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. But you have to push through that, that uncomfortable space to get to the point where you can laugh. When I guess the other question I would want to ask is, do you want to be a leader? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and when you answer this question, so like sit there for a second and pause, like, do you want at some point in your life to feel what it feels like to be a leader and to actually be a leader of some cause, some something. Mm-hmm. And if you're answering yes, then obviously we need to get you to be doing that and figuring out what you are good at, what you're passionate about, what mm-hmm. comes naturally to you that you can, you know, start working on something in that in that aspect and, and working with people with that. But if you're answering no, I want to ask you this. If you're answering no, why don't you want to be a leader? Mm-hmm. Like tell us why or think about why. Is it fear that's telling you to say no? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. is it just like, I'm actually super happy with what I'm doing now. Maybe, you, I mean, maybe you are a leader now, but, or maybe you're just like super happy, whatever. But like, I would almost guess that if you're answering no, it's totally out of fear. I think so too. I think- 100% like fear of you can't do it. Fear of people are going to judge you. Fear of you don't want the responsibility, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And and it could be fear and also maybe a fear of you're not sure what direction to go in. Yeah. And I love what Lauren said. Like you got to really think about what you're passionate about and what 
what you love and then what can you do with it? Because I'll tell you right now, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you don't love what you are doing and, and the things that you're doing to get there, it's going to be hard as shit. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is another thing in the book, um, that we, that John and I are reading. Um, he says, you know, some people are always like, I don't know what my passion is. Like, I don't know. Like why? It's so hard to figure it out. And he's like, yeah, your passion is what you love. He's like, but your passion is also something like you're working towards because you hate something else. Yes. Yes. So for example, I hate when people complain about their health. Like Mm -hmm. I freaking hate it. I'm just like, get your shit together. Your health is literally the only goddamn thing you have in this world. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing shoving your face with fucking pizza and donuts and being an idiot? Like that fires me up when people bitch about their health or they, they, they actually made themselves sick through their health, it pisses me off. So that's why I'm a health and fitness coach because I want to help people overcome that. And so that's my passion. I just want to give you a quick little, you know, side note here. <laughs> Lauren is very passionate about very. this, as you can tell. If you have been considering messaging her, please still do. She will not react no, the way I won't. she just did. But, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. When you get yeah. really mad yeah. about something, like really upset, that basically means like that's your passion. Because yeah. like, I bet some people don't get upset about that, but mm-hmm. whatever, it's their life. Like, let them do whatever they yeah, want to no, do. Yeah, no, but I feel the same way. We took my grandma to the doctor yesterday, and she she might need a pacemaker. We're not really sure what's happening. But I was talking to the nurse, and the nurse was, like, bitching about how much pop she was drinking and how overweight she was yeah. and how she just couldn't drink water. And I was like – Oh, my God. That was my reaction. And my mom was like, shut up. Like, don't say it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, okay. But I had to bite my tongue because I was just like. But to some people that wouldn't fire them up. Right. You know, wouldn't fire. So that's not your passion. Right. Well, and then she's like, well, look at you. You're skinny. And I was like, okay, you're going to, you're going to lose your head <laughs> in like four seconds. Yeah. So let's just change the subject and everyone stop talking yeah. or I'm going to murder you. But you could have, so this is some examples he gave. Like you could be like, you could like, um, I'm trying to think like cancer could really piss you off. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I, you had a family member pass away of cancer and it just like makes you so mad. So like maybe your passion is to go out and, you know, maybe start a charity or do something like that. So like think about something that pisses you off royally. And obviously you love something opposite of that. Right. So I right. hate when people complain about being not healthy and like are getting themselves sick. So what am I going to do? I'm going to help people right. not have to have that situation so, happen yeah. to them. So let's start a company and figure out how we can make it easy for people to stick to a routine. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. Speaking of done. All right. So I think we've covered it all. So leader versus follower, hopefully you understand that and decide what you want mm-hmm. and if you ever want to be a leader. And if you don't, maybe it's fear, but we can always you can always message us and tell us your reason why. Um, and then also trying to find your passion is a part of this too. So if you're not quite sure, think about something that really fires you up and then kind of just start dabbling Absolutely. And, and researching how you can make that situation better. Yeah. And this is something that that Lauren and I, I think, are getting really good at is taking that vision and that passion and turning it into something really, really exciting. Yes. So you can always message us and we are happy to help. All right. Till Til next, next time. time.